thank you all for coming. It's a blessing to be with you. Um, so this morning we're going to have kind of like a workshop. So I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to teach you a little bit, minister to you, and give you the opportunity as well to ask some questions. So if you have questions, write them down, and we can deal with some of it. I might not have all the answers, but Pastor Jim might. So we will give it over to him and everything he's going to answer. And um, uh, I want you to just feel relaxed this morning. Don't feel like you can't take anything. Just relax as we hear the fellowship and spend the time together. Um, I believe that all of you that's here, that you're here for a reason. People that show up on a Saturday morning is, a, is different from people that show up to a Sunday morning service. So I believe that there's a hunger and a desire in you to know. And that is enough. You know, God can work with that. He can work with that hunger. That's all he needs. So it's enough for you already to God start to do things in your life. So we're touching on God's voice, and again, we're speaking about the prophetic as well in Ephesians chapter 5. Everyone is called to prophesy, everyone, um, everyone that's not called to be prophets. But I want you to know when it comes to the prophetic that everyone should prophesy. So don't sit here and say, no, I'm not sure if I'm, if I should prophesy or if I can't prophesy or you can't prophesy. Scriptures when you read Paul speaks about he encourages people within the church to prophesy, build one another, encourage one another. So we are all called to prophesy, all of us. Now the difference between um, prophets and prophesying is the office. I don't. Uh, I've been called to be in the prophetic office. I don't do anything else. I've never done anything else with my life. Um, I, I, I'll never forget uh, Pastor Scott years ago in Switzerland. Um, a, a businessman said to me, he, um, he started to question me, and he said to me that, what is your real job? So <laughs> I said to him that this is my real job. And he couldn't understand it. You know, the Swiss people are, uh, when the way they think, that they're very technical. <laughs> so um, I said, Les, I don't do anything else. But he said, if that's my thing, how do you, how do you live that? I said, I, I do, I work for God. I don't have, I'm dependent on the Lord. And he says, but that, that's my thing. Where do you, how do you feed your family? I said, God feeds my family. No, but how does he pay for also? God, where does he provide? That's really how I live. And he just couldn't understand that. So I've been called to um, that. Now, it's important when you're called to be in an office, you become dependent on people, not on people, God. So even, you know, Pastor Jim, that's here. He's dependent on God, you know, not on people. You know, God, is, there's an anointing that's placed within you when you step in office to become dependent on the Lord. I'm totally dependent on God for everything in my life, everything that happens. You know, I'm here to give, I'm here to teach, I'm here to train, I'm here to build the body. But when it comes to my needs, you know, I'm dependent on the Lord. I need Him, uh, I'm not, I need to step up here this morning and be able to give, but I need to know that God is taking care of all my needs, everything else that happens in my life. And I have faith for that, I have faith for that. Now, when you prophesy, you seal your words with faith. So even in the prophetic, not just the office, when you minister, when you speak, you speak with faith. I want to say to you today, stop questioning the words that you give. You know, I hear people minister and they're constantly apologizing for what they say. You know, I'm sorry if this is not for you. I'm sorry if it doesn't make sense to you. I hope it makes sense to you. They speak out of unbelief the whole time. So I want you to cross that border and have faith. 
for God, I need to seek God's help. When you read the word, basically focus on our faith. By faith, that's how we get there. That's our foundation. So when you, any form of doubt, any form of doubt that makes you feel that you're not welcome, you shouldn't be here, that you should not testify, remove that. Don't allow that to come upon you. Receive what your Bible says. No, God wants to speak. He wants to speak the word. Now, our focus should always be to hear for ourselves before we hear for other people. It should be our focus. Now, often when I listen to people minister, I've learned in my own life that the first couple of words when I minister, prophesy, will firstly be for me, then for people. So God firstly wants to communicate to you and then to other people. Now, because of that, I have to hear from God personally for myself before I minister. Otherwise, God will speak to me during ministry. Yes? So I have to, before I minister today, this morning, I said, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. Not to the church, not to people. Speak to me. God, deal with me. So I allow God to minister to me. Allow him to speak to me. And then I, I'm ready to go and step up. So often I listen to people as they minister and they share certain things. And as they minister, I, I know that what they're talking about is for them. It's not for the individual that they're ministering to. But it's, it is because they've neglected their own relationship with God. So they are so focused on giving that they forget to receive. Now, God's focus is primarily to communicate to us. You know, when we prepare sermons, there's a saying that says that we preach about the things that we need to learn the most. So often I look at the sermons and I, I learn from my own sermons because I can see what God, what God's really doing in my own life. So God, is in, His intention is to communicate to you as an individual, then to other people. Um, today we have in the world, we have many prophets that I know many prophets who always have a word for someone else, but they have no idea what's happening in their own life at the moment. They can't hear for themselves. And the reason is they've become, they've grown themselves, strengthened themselves to focus on other people the whole time. But they live through life aimlessly. They know, they know what to do. And tonight or this morning, I want to turn it back to you and say, no, no, hear for yourself first. Say, God, speak to me um, about my family, about my situation, about the season in my life. Speak to me and press into that. And then you step out and you start to hear for other people what God has for them. Okay, now we have to learn to speak by faith, by faith. Last night we spoke about the natural and how we have to train our focus principles. We have to learn to look beyond the natural. And this morning we're going to do one or two exercises where I'm going to push you, where I'm going to ask you certain questions and immediately the natural is going to come out. And uh, I want to train you, I want to train that muscle this morning to help you to to not respond to the natural immediately, but wait for the spirit to start to lead, to start to answer, not responding that way, but be open to what the spirit is doing. Now in the book of Mark chapter 6, verse 31, it says, Then were so many people were coming and going that they, um, that they did not even have a chance to eat. He said to them, Come with me by yourselves to the quiet place and get some rest. Now the Bible is, New Testament is full of rest full of rest. Last night we tried explaining the importance of making time to rest, making time to wait upon God and receive. I pray, I fast, I worship, I do those things, 
but I certainly listened with great gusto, just as important. I remember a time where I was praying for a specific answer uh, that I needed at that moment in my life, and I prayed every day, Lord, give me an answer. What do I need to do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? And then one day, it was six months later, the Lord spoke to me. He said to me, Andre, you're in for life. I said, what is it? Why? What did I do? And God says, you ask me for things, but you don't give me opportunity to answer you. So because I've been trained to war, I've been trained, you know, to push through, push through, push through. But um, I've been given the chance to speak. And now how does God speak when we keep quiet? Not praying. Now, often we, we're so busy speaking in tongues and praying and doing, just, just receive, just listen for a moment. You know, praying is, and, and speaking in tongues, and, you know, it's us speaking. As we pray in tongues, the Spirit of the Lord speaking through us. But then we have to be quiet at times to receive so God I can speak to me. So God answered me. After six months, he gave me the answer. And he said to me, Andre, I could have given you the answer the first time when you asked me. But you didn't give me a chance to speak to you. You, know, you were speaking the whole time and praying, warfaring. You know, I want to speak. I'm not deaf. I want to answer you. I heard you the first time. Just give me a chance to speak to you. So I've learned to wait upon God. I've learned to receive from him. And now I've done many things. And today we can sometimes get very religious how we do things. You know, we read books about what people have done and how you know, they have these supernatural encounters. And we want the same encounter. And we go through all these things that they've gone through. And then we don't get the same results. And the reason is because we're not them. We have to learn to walk our own journey. I remember I read, I was 20, 21 years old, and I read this book about this man who climbed a mountain and spent four days in the mountain, and uh, he had this supernatural, he's al he almost died three times, and supernatural encounter of visitations in this mountain with God. And I read this book, and you know, being young, I, the next morning I packed my bags and I went to a mountain. Um, it was, it, it, I don't do camping. And uh, it was tough. It was tough getting, you know, all the way up there. I remember I lost half of the things that I needed because I had everything with me. I took a, a blew up mattress and everything up that mountain and food and everything. But the stuff was too heavy and I started to lose half of it. You know, I got to the top and it was a bad experience, a terrible experience. I was up there. I heard nothing, nothing, nothing happened. God was not there. There was no angels. I remember standing on my knees. I wanted to show God that I'm hardcore. And I, was, I, had, um, I had short pants on. I was standing with my knees in the, in the stone and praying and calling out to God. I said, God, I'm the real deal. You know, I'm, 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 I'm hungry. I'm hardcore for you. And I remember <laughs> I heard the whisper. God said to me, Andre, go down and take a bath. I was trying to impress God through, you know, through this experience and, and just showing how you know, I'm the real deal. But nothing like the guy says in the book. And I remember I went down and uh, I took a warm bath, cleaned up, and she was refreshed, made a cup of coffee. And I sat down and God started to speak to me. And he said to me, Andre, what <laughs> we're in relationship. What are you doing? You can hear my voice. Why are you doing these things? So it was a good idea. It sounded good. It sounded incredible. But I was in relationship with God. And I remember I was just sitting there and God started 
to download and try to speak to me. Um, I had a supernatural encounter sitting comfortably in a chair with a cup of coffee. Okay? So sometimes we make it very religious. We try to do things that sounds good. And uh, we don't get the same outcome. The guy who wrote that book, that's his testimony. That's what God has done. You know, build your faith. But you're busy with your own testimony right now. You're busy walking your journey with God. And it looks different from someone else. That's, you know, the amazing thing about God is he, he doesn't do the same thing over and over and over again. You know, he's, he's new. He changes things. He's fresh. He's different. And he wants to do a new thing with you. And in your walk with God. So as I share with you this morning, I'm touching on little principles and things that can help you. But I don't want you to make those principles your foundation. Don't say, well, this is, no, this is what I think God wants to do. And the purpose of it is to stir faith in your heart and say, God, I want to try this. I want to walk with you. I want to bring it. And I want you to find these things in your own life. You know, last night I shared on a couple of things that helped me to, five things that helped me to strengthen um, my corporate premises. But I want you to get five things that you know that strengthens your senses. Because we're different. Uh, there was a time in my life I shared about music where you know, I, I enjoyed certain music types. But we change. Uh, we progress. We move on. There's things in this season that I'm drawn to that I wasn't drawn to in a previous season in my life. So God is new. He's fresh. Now, to me personally, stillness is important. Personally to me. You know, I need stillness. I need a quiet place. And it's not about spending 10 hours there, but I just need that place where it is still. I don't need music. I don't need, I need nothing. I just need that quiet place. And to me, I've noticed how I'm rejuvenated immediately in that place. I hear God's voice immediately in that place. I've learned to find it. Now, every person that's in this room right now has a stream, has a flow. Uh, when it comes to hearing God's voice, there is different flows of God's voice, um, different ways that God speaks. And we can't limit it. God speaks to us today through people. He speaks to us through music. He speaks through the word. He speaks through dreams. He speaks through sinners. <laughs> he can use anything. God, so many different ways that he communicates and speaks to us. So there's flows of his voice. Now, every person in this room has a flow. Okay, so you need to get this this morning. I'm not going to get you have a flow. There is a way that God is already communicating to you, already speaking to you, already. And it started before you were born. I thought it, I thought it started with some of those whom we were born. But God started to communicate to us in the womb already. You know, when we are formed already, he starts to communicate and communicate and communicate. So you have it already. It's there. Now, because of the world and everything that's happening around us and all the distractions, the noise that's around us, we are distracted from that place. And you have to find that place within you, and you have to position yourself. In the spirit, I see it like a river. It flows a river of life. And the only thing that you need to do is you, have, you need to identify the river and you have to position your, you have to go stand in that river. You just have to go stand there. And as you stand there, 
this was the second book actually so i found the flow i found the place in my life for god to speak so like i said stillness is important for me because in my life the stillness speaks louder than the noise yep that quiet place learn to hear in a quiet place i just need five minutes there you know and i have to make that place i used to have a, a prayer room and a place in my home now i'm getting interrupted by my kids every five minutes i can't even have to lock myself up in there and they're still knocking on the door the whole time pushing things underneath the door <laughs> so i have to find that place i have to find that place where okay people <laughs> the noise everything i know i have that responsibility but i need to sit with you i need to receive that i need to put myself in that place when i start to fall apart when I start to get confused, when I start to miss things, I need to get back into that place. I know how important it is. So I want to ask you this morning as an exercise, can't you ask you to identify the last place where God has spoken to you? Identify the last place. Now, if I say the place, I mean what happened at that moment in that place. Where were you? How did it happen? Um, the last time, if you were to look through your life, even if it was just one time when you were 18 years old and you knew that that day you heard the Lord or something, that moment, that encounter, that place, and then what happened there? What was it? What was the situation there? Because if you go back to that place, you'll find your flow. You'll find the flow. You'll find the flow with your life. Now, we're all different, and we try to adapt and change to be, you know, to hear the way other people are hearing, but you have to stick to that place. You have to, you know, there's a saying that says, stay in your lane. <laughs> you have to stay in that flow. Now, you can develop all the other different flows, but we develop it from our flows. Are you with me? So we can hear God, feel God, sense God, but if I hear God, and I want to develop my, my sense in the spirit or my seeing. I develop the seeing from the flow of hearing. I don't run around and try to develop that God. I go to what I have. I stand in what I have. And from that place, I develop and I build and strengthen myself in the other areas. You know, God wants to develop. He wants, us, he wants to strengthen us. He wants to build us. He wants us to grow. He wants us to move on. So God is working with you, not against you. He's working with you. And he's putting up things for it. Now, I want to make a statement today. And uh, and uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you to edit it out of <laughs> the teaching. <laughs> but I want to make a statement today. And I want you to, to understand something. I want to push you a little bit in one area. Okay. reason is because western people civilization question everything but other cultures just receive it by faith 
So just take them and do it. We push through. We say, no, no. You know, our first response, our first response is it is not from God. Until we have the revelation that it is from God. Are you with me? So therefore, we have to push ourselves because we've limited ourselves to flow. God is not limited. There's so many ways and things out there where he can speak to us. But we have to open ourselves. We have to put ourselves, uh, you know, our minds aside. We're going to touch tonight on dreams, on visions, on prophetic words. You know, some pastors just get a dream and they run with it immediately. And then other cultures take that same dream and they spend years in trying to dilute it or trying to, to get revelation out of it and try to figure it out. We have to learn to respond by faith and to receive it. And not to question it immediately. Say, well, it's just, no, it's not from God. There are some things that I would share with you this morning. But I know your first response is going to be, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's not God. And it's because that we've limited ourselves to say that the only way that God can, can move or speak is this way. And then there's these many flows that's available to us. And uh, we've, we've rejected it and said, well, no, it can't be. Listen, God will use anything and everything that he can to reach you. He used everything and anything to communicate with you. Now, we shut off those doors because we say, well, no, no, I don't, I don't, that sounds Eastern. You know, that, no, that, that doesn't sound, you know, that doesn't sound right. That sounds, you know, that religion or that group of doing it. Because, but it's available to us and we have access to it. Now, one thing that's very important, I want to give you four things this morning that are very important in hearing God's voice. Four things that can influence the voice of God in your life. First thing is emotions. Second thing is a wrong spirit. Third thing is an idol. And the fourth thing is unbelief. Four things that will influence the voice of God in your life. Emotions. When we are emotional, we're going to miss it. So it's amazing to me that there is these things that can influence God's voice, but yet he gives us things that can counteract those things. So let me try to explain this. If I just had an argument with my wife, and then I go and pray, and I say, God, what should I do? And I hear God saying, well, you need to get a divorce. It's not God. It's my emotions <laughs> speaking. <laughs> it's how I feel at that moment. It's not God. And there's a lot of people who respond to their emotions, and they say, well, God told me I should do this. It's not God, though. It's their emotions speaking. And they need to discern and realize that it's, it's the emotions that's driving them to that, want them to make those choices emotionally. Now, how do we counteract those emotions? Worship. God has given us worship. One of the things that immediately calms down your emotions is worship. doesn't matter how angry you are, but you start to worship, it immediately calms you down. It immediately brings back your focus towards God. So when you are in a situation, that doesn't mean that when you're emotional, you will never be able to hear. When we're emotional, we can counteract it. We can start to worship. We can step into worship. Why do you think on Sundays, why do you think we worship before we deliver the word. <laughs> you think it's just a, just a program? No. God has initiated that. 
you've made is good, a place of rest. First, to prepare us, prepare us first. Why? For what? For the spiritual life, to receive from the Spirit. So it calms us down. It's very important. You get people on a Sunday, you know, they, get, they come into church with mixed emotions. There's so many things happening in their spirit, but they come in the place immediately to calm down. Now, before you receive for yourself, worship a place. If you're emotional, just worship, because at that moment, when you're anxious, you can hear the wrong stuff all around. You can hear the wrong things. So worship calms us down. The second thing is the wrong spirit. The wrong spirit. Why, what is the wrong spirit? Spirit of fear. You have a spirit of fear assigned to come into your life. So you're praying, and then God's saying, well, um, you have to be careful when you drive to work today. Spirit of fear. Not a word from God. Okay? You phone people and you say to them, I don't know, I just, I, I just got to phone you right now because I just sensed you need to be careful. We need, you need to be careful on which road, what, pl- what plane you're getting on, what flight you're taking, what route you're driving. Don't drive right now. Just, just wait an hour before you drive. What is functioning there? Spirit of fear. That's not inside of the Holy Spirit. That's not the Holy Spirit warning. It's fear that's starting to operate, starting to function. It's the wrong spirit. Now, how do we deal with the wrong spirit? We get filled with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit fills us, He deals with those things. So every now and then, I experience these things. I become anxious, and I, I suddenly, when I pick up, I sense, I, I pick up these things. I sense that, well, I have to, because I go into the nation, and then uh, I, I went into a place beginning of this year, and um, I was there, I, I had to preach there, but illegally. <laughs> so I, mean, I wasn't allowed to, um, you know, to announce that I'm there to preach and minister. So I went in there, and there were different booths where I could preach the word. And then suddenly, I started to get anxious about me, where I'm going to get locked up. It came upon me, and I thought, uh, I was on the plane. I thought, is this a warning? Is this God is saying I'm about to get out of the plane now? What should I do? And then I realized it's spirit of fear. It's fear that's coming in that's trying to limit me to preach the word of God to people. So immediately, I, c- I reject that. I won't accept that. And so Holy Spirit, fill me. Just fill me. Let the peace of God come in. I walk through those borders and because I knew God was with me. <laughs> 400 Muslims go through life with that. <laughs> 400. Just, just get this out. In a, in a meeting of 30 minutes. <laughs> but there was that fear. Live loose. Don't, don't do it. Then you're going to get locked up. You're going to get in trouble. Um, you're never going to see your family again. You know, you're going to be in the front of the newspaper. Headlines. It's spirit of fear that comes in there. So the wrong spirit can influence in God's work. So I was flying to, um, to, a, to a place a couple of years ago, and it was amazing because two prophets, two prophets in South Africa, phoned me five minutes apart. The one prophet phoned me, and he said that God's saying, I, I remember I just boarded the plane, so he phoned me, he said, God is saying that, that where you're flying now, when you step off that plane, that God is saying, I'll give you that land. I'll give you authority there. Okay? A prophet. Prophet of God. Five minutes after that, another prophet phoned me. Also a prophet. Same caliber. Same stature in South Africa. A 
seconds of a training, immediately, five minutes of that. He says to me, if God says, if you step off that plane, you will lose your anointing. Because I did not call you for that high job. So I'm on the job. I'm thinking, you know, and they both are, I mean, they both are, are, are you know, people of the sacred family. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, wow, wow. The one says, I'm, I'm getting the law, and the one says, I'm not called for that. You know, so I'm sitting in this situation. Now, listen to me, please. That is why we do not live by purpose. We don't live by purpose. You know, I don't expect you to take everything that I say and just live by it. No. We are led by the Spirit. So at that moment, I need to be able to hear from God. At that moment, because I'm, I'm on that plane now. I see, I see now, what do I do now? You can't step off. You know, you cannot enter another nation without authority. It's very dangerous. And you go into a place where and you don't know who you are and you're scared. So at that moment, I just said, God, I said, God, what should we do? Because this is, what do I do now? And, and immediately the Spirit led me. He said, no, Andrew, I can send you. I can send you to that place. I'm with you. And I'm empowering you. So what has happened in that? So listen, prophets, it doesn't mean because someone is a prophet that they always right. It doesn't mean that they are the voice of God and they are. No, sometimes they miss it. It's okay. And that prophet is not, no, they're not, you know, they, they, they didn't become a false prophet. Just wrong spirit. The wrong spirit has functioned there at that moment. And we have to learn to discern from that. You understand that this is fear that's trying to come in. This is the wrong spirit. But the Holy Spirit comes. So as soon as I pick up the wrong spirit, you know, in South Africa, it's different from, from here. <laughs> we, in South Africa, when you buy land, the first thing that you do is you fence it. That's the first thing you do. You put fences around it, walls, walls, and you put a big gate on and a big block. That's the first thing we do in South Africa. We have fences and, and, and um, <laughs> big walls everywhere. That's what we do. Now, because of that, because of pride, because of safety, because fear wants to come in the whole time, the whole time. And I hear people prophesying to other people. Prophets, I hear them prophesy to people. And they say, God is saying that you need to strengthen your security at home. It's still a fear. It's fear is trying to get in. Now, God is saying that you, you need to make sure that you've locked the door. It's fear that's coming in. Fear that's, that's moving there. Now, in the natural, it will make sense. In the natural, it's the right thing. But let me tell you, in the spirit, we protect it. In the spirit, those natural walls cannot protect you. It means nothing. You can have, there can be <laughs> as tall as you want. You can have whatever security system you need. It's not going to stop whatever the enemy wants to do. But God in spirit has given us peace. He's given us authority that far. So it's a spirit that comes, started moving. Now it's happened to me. 14 times where I've been traveling and then suddenly I, 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 I feel that I need to call my wife and make sure that they're okay, that they lock the doors, that they, that they check, um, you know, um, to make sure that they're fine, that they, just that they, that they do the necessary requirements for security back home. So if I'm just traveling, that I'm traveling and suddenly I become anxious, 
Now it's got to be relevant in the whole tale. We're going to develop something happens to Spear. But Spear wants his money back. Because he's full of fear he wants to start a new life. Now should we give? No, not for the mother. Why? Pray for my father. Thank you, God, for the protection. Thank you that you there. Thank you for your angels that surround my father. That's on my blood. I want to be okay. I told you you'll be okay. No harm will come to my father. I cannot respond in fear like that man. Now listen to what I'm saying now. Whenever prophetic people speak about cancer, they feel like it. When a prophetic person speaks about a situation, they feel like it. Not about the right situation. Whatever they speak about, they feel it. It's like throwing gas on a fire on a situation. They feel that situation. So if you're going to speak into a situation and you're going to speak fear into that, you're going to feel that situation. Prophetically, when it comes to the prophetic, and therefore, we have to be careful, we have to guard our words. We have to be careful what we say. Because we're feeling it, and as we feel it, we're calling manifestations. Not just of good things. Whatever we speak about, we feel that thing. Therefore, I have to be careful that moment in what I say. An offensive thing with my family, I have to be careful. Whatever I speak about, I feel it. So therefore, I say, God, that thing. Come against it. Now, the third thing that influenced God's voice is an idol. An idol. What is an idol? There's hundreds of idols. Your family can become an idol. Your husband can be an idol. Your wife can be an idol. A material thing can be an idol. So many things that can, can become an idol in our life. Now, how do we deal with idols? We bow our knees before God. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures now to think about. We bow our knees. First, you need to go down on your knees every now and then. And as a, I mean physically go down on your knees. Not in church in front of everyone. In a private place. In a secret place. Go down on your knees to God. And I will hear you. I will hear you. Because when you bow before God, you turn your back on every idol. When you bow before God, Immediately, any idol is eliminated from your life. You don't have to try to deal with every idol the whole time. When you bow before God, when you bow before Him, you turn your back and say, God, I want to be with you. We're living in a society where everything is about being faster, stronger, being the best. You know, we're motivated five steps of being successful. We just, yeah. God loves it when we admit that we are weak. He loves it. There's nothing wrong with that. Every now and then, we have to admit, okay, God, I'm weak. I can't do this alone. I'm weak. I'm desperate. And that doesn't just have to be on Sunday during worship. or Let me try this every time. It's okay to go down on your knees and say, God, I bow before you. I humble myself. God, I need you. At that moment, you're dealing with idol. So what is idol? Money can be an idol as well. And if you don't deal with that idol, it comes through as you prophesy. Okay? If a husband is an idol, 
in which is prophesied, it comes to the prophecy that is, um, if money is an idol, listen, there's nothing wrong. I, um, I, I touched on it a little bit later on how God is calling us to call the impossible or call what is not seen. But so financially, there's times there's, I physically, God shows me, you need to release finances. So in obedience, I respond to it. But when someone prophesies and every second person is going to be a billionaire, there's, there's, there's an idol. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying if someone's prophesying about finances, they have an idol. But I'm saying if it's the whole time just the same thing, same thing, you're going to win the lottery and you're going to win it and you're going to win it and you're going to win it and something, there's an idol. There's something else that's operating there, right? There's a fear that's coming through that prophecy. So we have to deal with those things. And I just want to say that again, you know, it's easy to pick up idols. It's very easy. It's very easy to pick up idols. But it's even easier to get rid of them. Just bowing our heads and praying God. Um, at that moment, he deals with those things. He deals with it immediately. And then the last thing is, unbelief unbelief can influence God's word and that's why I'm saying to you that when we prophesy when we speak we speak with faith we do not speak with unbelief and that's why as you share a word with someone a word of encouragement with someone you don't say well I, I think I maybe I hope it's all unbelief you speak the word in faith you say you know God is showing me that you will have a great future it's faith speak so unbelief can influence God's word now what does it mean you know praying trying not to minister to family I'm trying my mom my mom phones me daily and says do you have a word for me no mom <laughs> I don't have anything <laughs> the only thing that I have is that God saying you have an awesome son but that's it <laughs> but my mom she phones me she's uh, she's with us now in Mandela and she's saying she said to me, um, go enjoy the concert, but when you come back, you're going to have a word for me, right? <laughs> so I try not to minister to my family. I try not to minister to people that I'm in close relationship. Why? Because I'm emotional. You know, I'm emotionally I'm connected to them. I'm too connected to them. Um, same thing with my wife. Now, I'm not saying that you cannot minister to your family, but I'm saying that you can be influenced. You're going to say certain things because of that emotional connection. And I've learned that through, you know, I would look at, I would, I would know someone in my family. I know them. I know what they've been through. I know their weaknesses. I know their strengths in the natural. And then I would, I would get a word from them, from God, and I would look at that word, and unbelief would come. Because I would say, God, <laughs> I know them. <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> and, and it's unbelief. It's not God. It's my unbelief. Because I'm, I'm just looking at the natural. I know, I know where the weaknesses is. You know, I remember my brother, uh, the Lord said to me that um, he's going to raise him up in finances to be an alpha business man. But up until that point, the only thing that he knew to do was to lose money. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, I know what he's done in the natural, but I'm looking at this word and I'm thinking, Unbelief, unbelief. So I have to, I have to get away from unbelief. Now, it's funny. He says that when we say, don't doubt, 
recuperating power for that which is deprived of its use. Verse 6. Now as you release the member, whatever oppression seeks that which is created in it. So as, as, as a safeguard, suddenly things started to line up. Started to work out. It didn't look like it in the next verse, but suddenly it started happening. I want you to write down these scriptures. You can read on your own. John chapter 4, verse 23, dealing with your emotions. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, wants both idols considered. Chapter 20, verse 3, and then unbelief, John chapter 1, verse 6. So 2 John chapter 1, verse 6. Yes? Okay. Um, <laughs> emotions. Um, dealing with your emotions. John chapter 4, verse 23. But when you ask, you must believe that you must have it. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. So when you ask, you must believe that you must trust in him. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. So it's amazing to me that we're going to touch tonight on dreams and on visions. It's amazing to me that... We ask God to speak to us. We say, God, give us a vision. We ask it. And then we see a vision, and then we doubt whether it's from him or not. We ask God, will the Lord speak to us? And then he speaks. And then we, 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 we're trying to say, well, is this, is this God? Is this my mind? Is this, uh, we're just asking. We just said, Lord, speak to me. So we have to learn to receive by faith. We have to learn to receive. We have to learn to find that flow. Now, there's different ways for God to speak to us. I want you to write down uh, these flows. God speaks to us in the, I'm going to give you a couple of things, but I want you to write down things on your own at some point. God speaks to us through people. Speaks to us through the word. Speaks to us through worship. Speaks to us through angels. Speaks to us through visions and dreams. He speaks to us through nature, the environment. And then I want you to add a couple of things there. How God is speaking to you. Where do you sit on it? Where do you sit on it? <laughs> God speaks to us through the word, the Bible, reading the word. God speaks to us through sermons being preached, preaching, the pastor is preaching 50 minutes and he makes no sense. And then he says one sentence that speaks straight to you. God speaks through the sermons, through preaching. God speaks through dreams, visions. Yesterday, not one dream, not one dream from Genesis to Revelation was contained. Not one. God spoke through dreams. We're giving the enemy way too much credit. 
to cleanse the blood of our unspeakable verses please read them i mean you can add some things there now it's not limited you know if you i say to people if you have enough faith god can speak to you through the chair that you're sitting on god's not limited don't limit him he can speak to you you know i started to become aware of my anxiety that my fingers were numb um, i am a seal so some people hear god's voice some people sense it some feel it some some see it i'm a seal so um the environment is important to me uh, colors is important to me um you know what i what i see around me is important but i've become aware of that aware of what is what is happening i mean just i can explain to you the supernatural encounters that started to happen because i started to become aware of my anxiety I got up in the in the, in the beginning of this year. I had an off day, and uh, I got up in the morning, and I said to my wife, um, I got up and I saw, I saw a picture, I saw a vision, um, of India. And the Lord said to me, Andre, I'm sending you to India. I got a vision. I got up in the morning. I don't know anyone in India. There's no there's no connections there. There's no never been to India. I don't know. You know the main city, the airport. Um, no, I mean there's no there's not a lot of information about South India. Um, but there is a there is a pastor that a pastor that I've heard of in India. So I got up in the morning and saw the I saw the the vision. I saw India. I knew that there, I know that God is showing me that that He's sending me there. I saw the flag and the bracelet and all of that. So I got up in the morning. I said to my wife, "What is your plans for the day?" And she says, I have to attend appointments and all that. So I said, do you mind if I just drive you? And I said, we just get in the car, let's go. And, and I, I won't disturb you. You can go on with the appointments. And I said, fine, I'm going. So I get in the car, and I drive with her. I drive. As we're driving, I see a billboard. The board that I see at that moment is a friend of mine's name. That's the board. So the, 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 the place is called same name as a, fr- uh, as a friend of mine so i saw the board so i take a phone i phone him i said to him listen what are you doing today he says i'm getting on a train right now i'm going to sandwich it's a different city johannesburg i'm getting on the train going there i said well can i go with you he says yeah sure at that moment this is the billboard that we passed him so a mile after that is the turn off so i said to my wife just turn off here just keep going so she turns she says, what, 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 are you, what are you doing? I'm going to be late for I said, just trust me. Just go at the train station, and, and I'll, you can pick, it, pick me up later. So she drops me at the tra- train station. I walk in. I get the phone. Uh, one minute. He phones me. He says, the train is leaving in a minute. You need to hurry. One minute. You can leave. So I walk in. we in the train, the first apartment. So the train is leaving. I step into the apartment with him. I sit down. And I sit right next to the pastors of India. pastors from India. I mean, <laughs> it's the right next to him. Just sit next to him. So I greet him. I said, wow, it's amazing to see you here. He says, he says, I was praying today and I'm this, you know, this train that we on, it goes to the airport and it goes to the city. It's the first stop to the airport. It is leaving South Africa. He said, I was praying today and I've, I've asked God 
that I would like to see you just before I leave because I want to get a picture with you and I want to invite you to India. Right here. Come here. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Sit down. So I said to him, now, let's come. I'm, I'll, I'll come. We, I mean, this is, it's a 15-minute plane ride. We, uh, we set a date. We didn't take the photo. He gets off. But listen what happens. The guy that's with me, with me, he says, I'm going with you to India. I'm connected to this. He says, I'm going with you. Can I go with you? Sure. Come, you can come with me. You can come with me. I can't tell you what happened with him there. How supernatural encounter. He's a businessman. Supernatural divine appointment happened with him in that flight. <laughs> that accelerated him, accelerated his business, everything. Is because he, he recognized something. He realized that, he, that, <laughs> that there's something happening now and I'm part of it. I'm connected. It was just a vision. I just, I just felt like I just got the vision. And I responded to the vision. I responded. It's the flow. Listen, you can see a hundred natives every day or nothing. There's so many things that's happening around me. I can look at that board and say, well, it's just a coincidence. It's just, it's nothing. It's unbelievable. Or I can just phone in faith. Now, I can phone that friend of mine and say, well, I'm having this supernatural encounter now, and I saw your name. And no, phoning says, where are you going? Because the direction is, the, the, the direction is already predicted. It's already there. I just need to step onto that. Supernatural. And how do you find someone you know, from a different, different country? How, how, is, how does that work? It is supernatural. But God's using us right now in our business. Amen. I'm going to stop and give you the opportunity to ask some questions. And then uh, I'm going to do one or two exercises. And, um, and then we'll go. Uh, we'll go from there. I want to say to you this morning, and I want to end with this. The wilderness is, is, is important. The time of preparation, the time that you set apart. But I want to say to you this morning that... Being trained in the wilderness is not permission to totally live disconnected from believers and accountability. Very important. We have to be connected to our church family. We have to be connected. So important. God may train you there and he's going to use different areas and things in your life to develop you. But you don't live a life disconnected from the Lord. In the Old Testament, there was prophets going out of the mountains. And <laughs> but in the times we're living in right now, we disconnected, we connected as a family. Okay. Amen. I'm going to give you uh, just, I'm going to take some questions and then do during the exercises. So one or two questions, please, about what we are talking about today. Yes, ma'am. We have to understand that whatever we surround ourselves with is the influence. So if you are going to watch horror movies, again, it's not God speaking. It's not God that's speaking in the dreams. You're surrounding yourself with that. So I limit myself with that. You know, when young people play, play a lot of TV games, you know, their dreams are going to be filled with that. 
So I'm saying that from Genesis to Revelation, there's not one dream that came from Satan that he, that he gave. But we can expose ourselves to things like that, things that we see. So he's not necessarily in the dream. He is in that situation, what we're looking at. And because of that, we're exposing ourselves, we're opening ourselves for that. Now, then it's not God. There's a nightmare is not God speaking. A nightmare is not the enemy speaking. A nightmare is something that I've exposed myself to. And now it's starting to have an influence in my life. It brings fear. Now it's starting to develop. Because there's now fear. Still the fear wants to come in. Now I have to guard my heart. Because if I'm going to allow that fear to come in, I'm allowing the enemy in my heart. So it's a way. Now people need to understand that. Because it doesn't mean God speaks to dreams and visions. But it doesn't mean that every dream is from God. Because what we expose ourselves to is what we will see. Now, I encourage young people not to, you know, it's crazy, the stuff that, you know, I, we, we've got a four-year-old now. So, you know, before I take him into a movie, sometimes I'll go and see it before I take him. And it's crazy. I look at those things and I'm thinking, <laughs> this is crazy, <laughs> the stuff that, <laughs> that they're allowed to watch. You know, I, I don't want to watch it. So we have to definitely have to limit ourselves. Now, listen to this. I've realized that whatever the last thought is before we sleep is the thought that we will dream about. It's the idea, the thing that will manifest in our dreams. And I've learned that the first thought that I have when I get up in the morning is the thought that my heart will meditate in five days. And we can control that. So I think about God before I go to bed. I think about it. Think about the scripture. And I say to him, Lord, fill my dreams. Fill my dreams. And then there's manifestations that starts to happen. In my day, in the morning when I get up, I choose to think about God. You know, whatever the first thought is, it's what we meditate. If you stand up in the morning and you have an argument immediately, you can go on with your day, but your heart keeps on meditating on it. You have this inward fight and turmoil the whole time. So you can choose what you put there. You can choose. So we have, have to be careful what we look at. We have to be careful what we listen to. You know, it is it's crazy the stuff that's out there. It's, I understand that. Um, you know, I, d I don't watch Mr. Horror movies. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do it. There's people that like it, but it, it influences me. I get nightmares, I get bad dreams, I get things of that. So we need to understand that there's flow with God in our lives, but the enemy can pollute it. He can pollute those flows pollute it and we have to keep it pure we have to keep it pure now we're different other people can sit and watch those things and they have no effect upon them well it has effect upon me and that's why i'm saying to you you need to make a list of things that you realize these things brings me fear there's things that i know is not good for me well it might not be applicable to someone else but i know for me i have to stay away from these things i have to be careful of these things you know i have to be careful where i go where I go. I can't go anywhere. I can't go to every place. There's some people can go into places that I can't go into. Not because it's the wrong place, but because of what it does to my soul. I can't, I can't sit there. You know, I was, in, a, I was in, a, in South Africa. I went to, with, with friends, went to a, a comedy show. And I just, my spirit just couldn't stand it. 
I just couldn't stop. I was sitting there, and, and my, my scribbles freezed up again. It wasn't, it wasn't funny. You know, the things that they said, the jokes that they made, it just did not work. And they could be there, but I had to, I had to leave because it, it was turmoil in my heart. And I swear, the whole time I was thinking, this, I can't fix this. I can't expose myself to this guy again. It's, this is not good for my spirit. So I had to leave. Does that, does that make sense to you? Yeah? So <laughs> if you dream, <laughs> if, you, if you have some kind of nightmare, before you respond and say, oh, God spoke to me, just look at what you've done the previous day. What did you, what did you write? What did you look at? Because those things will influence us. Again, it's emotions. It's emotions that, that's influencing us there. So worship makes that clear. So two more questions. Worship. places so if i say go to back to the last place i'm trying to identify um for some people it might be one place other people might have 10 places but i'm trying to look at those moments and uh, and i'm trying to um, so if i train someone if i actually train him to hear god's voice i look at those places and then from that i discern what happened in that moment so um we have a i have a guy that comes to me we have catholic schools in south africa so this guy comes to me and says, this stuff doesn't work. He says, I've done everything that you said. It doesn't work. There's no effect upon me. I can't hear God's voice. There's nothing. It doesn't work. I've tried everything. So I said, okay. So what do you do when you wait upon God or when you, what do you do? He says, well, I walk into nature and I, and I sit down, you know, and that's what I do. But nothing happens. I don't hear anything. I don't feel anything. Nothing. I said, so, so. Where? What, can you give me more information? Where, where do you sit? So he said, well, there's a tree, and I go there, I sit on the rock there, and I just wait on that spot. I said, but nothing, I don't hear anything. He said, well, is there anything that happens around you? Is there, do you feel the wind? Do you feel, what happens? He says, nothing. He says, the only thing that happens is all the deer start to walk towards me, and they surround me. I said, well, okay, that's fine. So how many times has this happened? Is this just once? How many times has this happened to you? He says, no, every time. Every time. I mean, wild animals, deer, wild animals. They just start to come out of the bush, and they just surround me. Just stand right next to him. So I said to him, do, do you think that's normal? Is, <laughs> that, is, that, <laughs> is that's not, That doesn't happen to everyone. There's something in us. There's, there's, there's what is happening, what's, what's happening. So I said to him, well, when you do it again, and that happens, say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. Show me the interpretation of it. So we went there again, and the same thing happened. I watched him while it happened. I mean, to this deer, wild deer, they just come out, and they just surround him, and they, they like, you know, same pets when they live that small. So he asked God, they didn't know the earth, just around him. And he says, at that moment, God, what is, what is this? And then God speaks to him. God says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you a follower. Men will follow you. I'll make you a leader. I'll raise you up. They'll come from the north, the south, the east, the west. And God started speaking. Now, animals, animals came from all directions. I mean, just a normal guy in South Africa. Now he has a church. 
the customer and change from that one. So if I'm saying that where does that, that place, I'm trying to find what has happened there because I can see the flow, I can see. So to, so to this person, I think it's important for him to be in nature. It's important for him to get away from the crowd, away from people and, you know, spend some time just alone in the field or you know, next to a river or just sit there because it's a place that there's a flow there. God's already speaking to him from that place. So I would suggest to him, be there once a month. Be there once a week. Make time for yourself to sit there. But when you sit there, have a notebook and a pen and your Bible with you because it's a place that God speaks to you. Don't try to go now in a 40-day fast. Do that. Stay in that flow because this is where God is speaking to you. You know, this is where there's a flow. You're going to go in a 40-day fast. You're going to try to do things and it's not going to have the same results you already have in your life. Makes sense? So if you look at the last, not just one, but throughout your life, moments that you think that, wow, I had some kind of encounter there, you can pick up. You can pick up your flow, and you can pick up several flows that you already have in your life. And then it is important for you to position yourself, stand in that flow, because immediately God will just, just speak in that place. So when it comes to your life, where do you sense God speaking to you? We have, a, we have a, a pastor in South Africa, and uh, he says that the only time that God speaks to him is when he's in a restaurant. So, and then they responded. They said, because that's the only place where you will keep quiet. So, you know, <laughs> so there's that, those places. It's, it's, it's God is not limited to anything. It's places. So it, that's like I say, to me, stillness is important because I find that place. So it's a place that you have to, if you want to get a word from God, go to that place. If you need to make a decision, go to that place, go to that area, okay? I want to quickly touch on this, and I want you to write this down. When it comes to the voice of God, we have the operation, the interpretation, and the application. Operation, operation is how God is speaking to us. The method, the dream, the vision, through a person, the sermon. The operation. Then we have the middle part, the interpretation. So now we interpret that message, we interpret that dream, we interpret however it came to me, the interpretation of that. And then lastly, we have the application. And this is where we want to get to. As a, as a, as a body of Christ, as a church, we spend so much time on the operation. How does God speak? How does God speak? How does God speak? The method, you know. We have to move on from that place. And how do we move on? By faith. We accept it. And that's why I'm saying to you, I want you to accept it. Have faith. Don't let doubt come in. By faith, accept and say, God speaks to me. And then move on. Move on to the interpretation and the application. Because it's not just God speaking. Um, <laughs> tonight, we, we're going to touch on that. But it is the application of it. When you apply what he's saying, that's where the breakthrough comes. You know, th that man, God's speaking to him. The operation is God uses nature and all these things. But the interpretation of that word, the animus, all these things, was that God is m making him uh, a follower. Men will follow him. That is the interpretation of it. But then 
he stepped out and he planted a church. And it was the application church. So that was the important part. That's what we're trying to get to. Not just how do we now speak to him and how do we interpret his dreams? How do we interpret the message? We have to apply it. When you apply it, there's instructions that's connected to that word, to his voice. The obedience. Listen, we cannot activate people without obedience. Activation takes place when obedience happens. It's when you're obedient, the activation takes place. So this morning, while you're sitting here, you activated. Activated. Not by someone laying hands on you, but by the obedience. By being obedient. The activation takes place. The presence, the flow is there. Amen. One more question. you to make a note to that that never again you're going to say that I don't have I I want you to make a note for yourself that you not ever again you just say I don't know that's doubt you're speaking and you're saying I I don't know that's doubt coming from you unbelief that's coming so get rid of that I believe it speak out of faith say I believe this is what I believe amen that is so so as you speak right there we are like a wave, and there's no direction, and we have to step into that authority and say, "Right, I believe that this. I believe that the word changed my life. I believe because that's what you believe. Okay, okay. But but what do you believe? Even though you, <laughs> okay. So even though you told that, you know, in your in your heart you believe. Now you only said that when you don't stand in faith. So now you you know you are. So I want you to get to that place where you have that stability to say, right, this is what I believe. Okay, so it's important. You're saying, well, people need to be corrected. Well, what about, you know, are we going to let people go to hell because we didn't warn them, because we didn't, right? Now, there's ways of correcting people. The wording is so important. The wording. Now, let me say this to you. God has a way to correct us. God has a way to teach us so hard, but it's still so good. Okay, yes, there's a way to correct people, but the wording is important. The way we communicate it, the way we speak it. Now, as a prophet, you are called to speak the things which are not. Okay, so let me try to explain to you how I would minister to a person. So, <laughs> I see a person here, and right now, this person is living a unholy life. And I know it. I pick it up in the spirit. I sense it. So now I have to minister to them. And I have to speak into that situation. How do I correct them? 
How do I deal with it? How do I, in obedience, respond to what God has shown me in this moment? Because I'm accountable to what God has shown me. As a prophet, in, in prophecy, is not predicting the future. Prophecy is an invitation to the future. So I'm looking at that situation, and because God has showed it to me, I have a responsibility to speak into it. Now, am I going to speak death into it or life into it? Because what I speak about, I will feel. So the way I would respond to it is I'm spiritually going to address that thing there by speaking life into it. Okay? The, the congregation is sitting here. They know that person. That's my city in the natural. We know the people. We know where they are. We know what they're going through. But now we need to look beyond the natural. Because beyond the natural, what does God see? So I say, okay, I see this is what I see, but I pick up on their life. But Lord, what do you see? And then God says, I see them living pure and holy lives. And I have to address it. So I have to speak into that situation. And the way I address it is I prophesy to them and I say, the Lord is showing me that you're a righteous person. You're living a holy life. Your relationship is healthy. So at that moment, I'm addressing spiritual things. And I, it is pulling them towards their destiny. Listen. By just exposing what they're going through. People know what they're going through. I know what they're going through. But as a prophet, and, and it's very important, not, a, not someone else, the person who discerned it. It's very important. The one that discerns is always the one that has the responsibility and the power to bring restoration. Not someone else. That individual needs to speak into that situation. Now, when we look at the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, now let me try to exp explain it to you quickly. I went into um, a shopping center a couple of years ago. I walked into the shopping center and I picked up an uh, explosion with a baseball cap. There was a bomb in the, in, the, in the shopping center. I picked it up in the store. So I immediately ran out, tried to get in the car and leave the place. And the Lord spoke to me and said to me, what are you doing? I said, thanks for the tip. I'm leaving. I'm getting, I'm getting away from this place as fast as I can. And I felt that, I felt everything was about to happen. I, I saw the, you know, the disaster. And God said to me, you, I need to, you need to learn discernment. You need to understand discernment. When you discern something, when you discern something, you have authority over it. That's why you discern it. So when you pick up that situation, at that moment, no one else, you receive authority over it. So you can address it. But how are you going to address it is important. And we have to learn, you know, you have to become wise with your words. You know, there's ways in handling the situation. And again, I'm not saying we need, sometimes people need, they need a word. They need to be confronted. And um, we all have different temperaments. We all have different temperaments. And God uses those temperaments. He uses it. So it's needed. There's some people that they just need somebody to tell them straight. That's their temperament. That's, and God uses that. They don't have to apologize for that. But we have to be wise with our words. You know, people, God has a way to, um, to rebuke us. But his rebuking is building a character. You know, I remember God corrected me a couple of years ago. I mean, it was a, he, he rebuked me about a situation. But I remember the way I felt afterwards. I felt better afterwards. I felt good afterwards. And I, it was, he rebuked me straight. Immediately told me what, you know, what was happening. But I felt 
pull that. The problem is that when we get duped into these ideas, and that's when fraud starts happening. So we have to learn the folly part. So what I'm saying is that God wants you to, be, to direct people and learn his heart, learn the folly part, how to do it, how to hear it, how to make it so that you understand. Because what, you, what they're doing, they know they're doing it. They know exactly what they're doing. They know what they're doing is wrong. But the one that, in that, <laughs> that saw, the one that it was revealed to, the one that has the interpretation is the one that has power. Not someone else. That person can speak a word at that moment that can release them from that. So immediately, that word, when you release something, you know, and it's the wording again. You know, you speak into your life and you say, God is showing me that he's calling you to live a holy life. Okay? I'm speaking to that situation. They know exactly what it's about. But that word just built a bridge from one place to another place. It just paved the way for them. God is calling you. And as, uh, as you say it, it empowers them to stand up for it and go for it. It makes sense. So it's really just the, the wording, and we have to be obedient. I, I sense a lot of things as I minister to people. I pick up the things, and I'm trying to discern, God, what, what do you want me to do about it? You know, as I ministered to that lady yesterday about her relationship, you know, I addressed that thing in the spirit. I saw the relationship that touched upon. I saw what happened in relationship. But then wh what, am I, what, what is my responsibility? To expose her? To show everyone what you've been through? People know already. She knows what she's been through. But I have a responsibility to speak into that thing in the spirit. To call her into that thing. And at that moment, I feel it. I feel it. You know, so I called her a future husband. I call that. I call the things which is not. I call it there. I said yesterday, I saw love on her, but it will not be released until I speak it. So I speak it. I speak it over her life. I call it there. And suddenly, it's finding her. <laughs> the bridge is built in the spirit. Someone is looking for her already. Things are happening. Things are moving. But it was because of the word that was spoken. Make sense to you? So you don't have to apologize. You know, God has truly is, is raised you up and you know, for you, there's two sides, there's a natural side of you and your life, you know, throughout your life you've been confronted all your life. Even as a child, you've been confronted, confrontation, and things. And uh, God's raising you up and he's teaching you and giving you wisdom on how to deal with things. I see you speaking and then people they it's, it seems like the words are not coming out right, God. It's not what you mean. And there's a confusion with that. So as I speak to you right now, I call your words to come into line with the will and purpose of God. People will hear your heart. You've got a very pure heart. Very pure. Your intention, your intention is to build into hot people. It's your, it's your heart. You want the best for them. But the enemy has used your own words against you. And it's, it's not what you've meant. There's many people, if they would have just listened to you, if they would have just listened, then uh, their life would have been so different today. So God is clearly making you a voice and turning up your voice. But he's in these days training you and teaching you and having wisdom in relationship, in your own life, personally. Now, there's things of your past that God is completely setting you free from, releasing you from. You know, our past does not define us. It's not who we are. It's who you are. So don't let that limit you anymore. Don't let that stop you. The past has 
Christ is raised, it is over. You know, God, you gain, you gain Christ within you, gain the DNA of Christ with you. So therefore, it's not about what you have in a father, because I see God is speaking into your life as a father, and God is helping you. You know, your parents really did the best. They could have did this, they did their best, but they were always directing you the whole time. The whole time, you never, never good enough. You always try to be better, be better. And that was their, that was their way of encouraging you, <laughs> by breaking you down. It was not the, the right, they didn't have an understanding of it. And you try to prove yourself constantly. I want to say to you today, that you're sitting here, and you approve yourself. God has approved you. You don't need man's approval. God has approved you. And these days he can use you. His word can become sharper and sharper and sharper as you release it. I pray for wisdom that you would speak with wisdom and wisdom in Jesus' name. There's a platform that God is opening up to you. I see you speaking into an environment that you are very professional with, business with. God can use your wisdom to speak into the environment. But for that, God's going to create a platform for you where people will listen to your word. They will know that when you speak, they will take you serious and they will see when you speak that there's things happening and something's existing. God is giving you insight, insight as you how things operate and function. It's not about the business world. It's with your word. It's things happening. God is giving you insight to have an understanding of what speaking the word, what happens in the future. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> so I want you to, I want to do a couple of things. So I want to train your senses. So it's very simple, but I want to ask you some things. So a couple of questions. You can write the answers down. You can write it down. Or you can just memorize it. You don't have to share it. I just want to test you quickly and develop those, those tests. Are you ready? Four questions. The first question I want to ask you, should I have chicken or beef for lunch? Chicken or beef? What should I have for lunch? What do you think? Okay, what do you think, guys? You can just write that down if you want. Chicken or beef? What should I have? Okay. So I've prepared this, but I've prayed into these questions, and the Holy Spirit, it's a, it's a training exercise. So he's leading, he's speaking, he's giving those things to you right now. <laughs> what I should have. I'm asking me. I'm asking a question about me. Not you. It's me. I'm having lunch right now. What should I have? Chicken or beef? I'm having. Uh, I'm not talking about you hearing God's voice. I want you to hear it from me now. I, I, the Lord told me what I should have. So I want to ask you now. What should I have? Chicken or beef? So I want to just train that sense. I want to see what comes up in your spirit the whole time. So what I'm having is chicken. Okay. So those of you that got that, okay, how many of you got chicken? Okay, I want to ask you something. Where did that come from? Explain to me where you heard that. Where did you get that? Because you are right, definitely. Here's the an- I've written the answers down. But where did you get that from? Did it come through your mind, through your heart? Did you hear something, feel something, see something? Where did you get that? Explain the voice of God to you in your life. How did you pick up that up? Because that's impossible. How can you know that? That is not natural. You cannot know that. That, is a, that was supernatural that just happened. Where did you pick it up? Where did you? So where did you pick it up? You saw it. 
<laughs> so, you know, it's a flow of God's voice in your life. Now, I want you to, to, I want you to recognize that place. That's where God speaks. That's one of the places where he speaks. He just spoke to you. That is God. That was God. That was a flow. So, you, you know, he says, see, someone else, where did you, where did you get that from? Yes, sir. So it's, it's very important when God speaks to you, you have to look at the bold letters. That's it. That's so easy. So when he speaks to you, you have to pick it up from there. Yes, sir. Excuse me. Your heart. Okay. <laughs> so it's a, it's a flow. It's a flow of God's voice. So in your life, when you make decisions, when you ask God, you have to, you have to it's not, I don't want to say listen to your heart because it's not your heart. It's, it's, a, it's a place in the spirit. But that place is important. And you have it. You're not going to get it. You have it. We didn't pray right now for five minutes to get it. it you have it. It was, it was there. It, it came from that place immediately. Okay. <laughs> so, I need to get on a flight. I have to fly to Houston or Dallas. Which airport do I go to? Houston or Dallas. Don't say it. <laughs> huh? Don't say it. I have to get on. I have to get on a flight. I fly to Houston or Dallas. Okay, I'm flying to Dallas. <laughs> so don't rely on the natural. You're looking at the natural. You know, you you immediately. You know, uh, we have to learn because when we when. We think about things, we bring our own common sense. So you respond to it because it might make more sense to you. You know, or you heard, I said I'm going to that place, or I came from this place. Or, you know, it's the natural, it's the emotion part that's influencing you at that moment. So again, I'm not saying this is exercise. Don't, don't get exercise as we do it. I'm just trying to stir up something for you to get an understanding of where that place. Now, It's smarter. <laughs> okay. You, you understand? And, and this is where, again, so she's saying she said Houston because it's smarter. And, again, so at that moment, her response was to rely on the natural <laughs> before she listened to the, sp the spirit. Because in the natural, it, it, makes it made more sense for her. But when we minister to people, we cannot minister to what makes sense to us. We can't minister to, to what we think. I look at a person, and I look at him, and I think, well, he can be a good musician. That's what I, what I, what I think, what I see. But I have to, that cannot be my first response. I have to say, God, what do you say? And I hear God saying, he says, yes, he is musical, but way more than that. Got many other talents that you put in him. That's not the main thing. Many so I can't just rely on what what I what I sense, what I feel, what I think. I have to say, God, what what do you say? I have to I have to put my natural senses down for a moment. Think, well, don't look just look at the outward appearance. Don't look at what the spirit is doing for you. What is what is the spirit saying to you? Okay. Third question. What month? Am I born in? What 
and mind and understand. It's the foundation of faith. I don't say it, but we have to think. That's powerful. It's very, very powerful. It's very, very powerful. Now, God will, he will get you as close as possible. He will get you as close as possible. So, so this is the question that God is trying to get the answer to you. So he, he's trying to use something that is close to you that you have an understanding of. Immediately, at that moment. But sometimes you have to add one or subtract one. Because he's trying to get you as close to that as, as possible. <laughs> okay? I'm born in December. I want you to understand. <laughs> I'm just I'm just just thinking you. So so I want you okay, so I want to try to to push this a little bit further. So what month did you get? Now just think about you, not yourself. What month? And then I want to ask you, what is the significance between December and that month? I want to ask you, how would you get from that place to this place? How would you get there? So what, what I want you to think about it. Think about it. How would you, if God is trying to lead you, to guide you, to show you the truth, how would he get you in your understanding? How can, what can he do? What can he show you? What can he make you aware of to, to help you to get from the place that you are to the place where I am? And explain it now. So what did you get? You got April, correct? <laughs> then you heard the same. <laughs> Very powerful. Very powerful. So he says, he wrote down April, but then he got December. So he says, he noticed that his first response is natural, then the spirit. Powerful. So it means that when I wait to hear God, I would get that response, but I would, I would listen to that following. I would listen to that coming. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you were done, buddy. Huh? You see unbelief, you see doubt, you, you get it when God comes in. So God is trying to get us to, you know, to that place. He's showing me, he's showing me India, but then he's trying to get me there. And the only connection that I will have with India is this friend of mine, and his name is on the board. You're with me? So I'm there in that car. I'm driving in that car. The morning God showed me India. I'm driving in the car. God is trying to get me to India. But now there's no connection there. The only connection is the friend of mine. So I see his name on the board. I phoned him, and he's the connection to that. That was the connection to get me from, from April to December, from one place to another place. So there's things, significant things that happens in there. Now, when we learn to interpret it, it's like a language. When we learn to understand the meaning of that, there's more in that. There's more in that situation. When God is showing you something, dig deeper. 
dig deep and say, God, what is this? Why did I see this? Don't ask the person what it is. Ask him. He shows you. Gave you the revelation. Gave you the power. You know, God, why are you showing me this about this individual? Why do I see this? What does it mean? It will, it will flow. It will go. It will, it will, it will move on further. <laughs> it will touch further. It will go on. So someone else, I'm going to try to get the connections. I'm going to try to get the language. So what, what month did you get? You got November. So I want to ask you the question. What connection in your life that you understand will get you to December? What is in December? What happens? Who do you, what is, is there any individual or person that you know that is connected to December? Anyone in your life? You have brothers, and their birthdays is in December. Both of them. Both of them. <laughs> you see the, you see the, the significance in that. So they're so close to you, but you look at your brothers only in their nationals, and you don't, and you don't realize the significance. So, I'm asking you, I'm asking you, um, what month am I born in? And then God shows you your brothers. Now, that thought was there. It was there. But you didn't think it was significant. Because you were trying to get the month. But God, God just, you know, God has, it is, it's, it's like wisdom and knowledge. God has to speak to you in a language that you understand. So he's trying to find things in your life that you have an understanding of that's significant to you so we can get you there. But then you look at that natural thing and you think it's only natural. You think, well, it's, it's, it's no, there's a lot of, it's just my brother. There's nothing big about my brother. You know? But he's trying to use things around you to help you. You know, God is, it's amazing. You, know, the, you see the, the drawing of this. The drawing of what I'm trying to explain to you is this dot which is us, and then then this huge God that's trying to communicate to us. <laughs> this, this huge God is trying to use everything in his power to communicate to this dot. And, and this dot is limited. It's limited to understanding, to its wisdom, to its interpretations, to its experiences. And then God is, is trying to communicate things, and he has to use things that's in your environment. That's around you. God to speak to you about what is to come and what's coming. Okay, last question. Yes. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. What, what are you asking? Whose baby? My mom's. My mom is going to want one. She's, she's 25 kids. She's 25 kids. See, there's, there's things in there. There's, there's connections. Now, there's a reason. So, that's not the word. That is not the word. That is, that is the indication of what God wants to say. So, let me try to explain this to you. You have a word for my mother. Did you understand? So, it is a, it is a connection. You know, I'm standing here. And God wants to speak through you to my mother. And he's trying to get it through you. 
He's trying to speak to you, but there's blockages, there's limitations, and he's, he's trying to move it. And now this burning comes in you saying, well, we, maybe he's burning differently. There's a purpose, there's a reason why you're seeing that. So I'm, I'm saying to you, yes, my mom was going through the different phase. But there's, that's not it. That is very significant, but what, what is it? Because there is communication. So I want you to write down a word for her. I want you to write it down. God is already, God is trying to release a word. He's trying to release a word. Do you understand? He's trying to bring something. So, so get something, write it down, keep it. You, you have it, it's there. Now, it's okay to add questions. Because she can take that date now or that time and put a bit of material for that and all these questions. But she's asking. She's saying. Listen, Stephen, he says to the woman, how many husbands do you have? He asks questions. How many husbands do you have? He's, he's asking her questions. And, and she's just, she, res she's, she responds and says, um, I have five. And then, then he continues. He says, you have five. But <laughs> he continues to minister. He asks questions, the same thing. Now we have to learn that when we see these significance, ask a question. Ask a person, what does this mean to you? I see the same word. What does that mean to you? But it's not just about the date and time. Not just about that. There's more. God is trying to get through to something way deeper than we realize. Way deeper than that. You know, you know, you need to understand, you're sitting here, and I've told you before, and I said this. I said, I said to you that my, I spoke it, I said to you that my mom is asking me for the 40 years. I said it. Then she gets the date. <laughs> she gets the date. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's amazing. There's a person that's praying, saying, God, please give me a word. She's not even in this meeting. She's not even in this meeting. But because I am here, everything that's connected to me is connected to this meeting. Listen to this. When someone is in the meeting, everything that's connected to them is in that meeting. Everything. When, when someone is standing in church on a Sunday, the entire family is there. Everyone is there. And God can minister and speak into that place, into that area. It's an open door, a place of ministry. So don't just look at the natural. Don't look at it. When I look at, when I look at him, I see his generation. I try to look beyond just him. I try to see what is he surrounded with, what is he connected with, what is you know bigger than that. God is kingdom, God is generational. He looks at families. He looks at you know he talks about Moses, but he speaks about his family. Not just Moses. Yes, he, he speaks about Moses and the disciples. He speaks about individual. He speaks about David. Not just David, the lineage of David. Then he speaks to David. So when there's prophetically, when there's people in a meeting. They represent God at the end. Amen? Okay, I have to move on. Yes, yes. Last question. I'm going to end with this. Last question. I need to grow to a nation. God is sending me to a nation. And I have to keep records. One of the two. What is that nation? Or what is the place? I need to read that. God is sending you to a nation. I said, I'm sending you to a place. What is the place? 
that is staining into a plot. I've never been there. Staining into a plot. So what is the name? What is that going to be? Nine or a plot? Because I saw it looks like maybe it's very colored. Yeah, colored as a plot. Okay. What is the culture of that plot? What's the culture that it's staining into? <laughs> She's very excited. <laughs> so what I decided that I looked in every opportunity, but I want to release. I'm be doing activation. We just opened up some things for you, and the way you activate it is by your response, by giving something. I and we started with very simple, very cool, but that response, that obedience, is activated. This is it for I. I don't want you again to sit here today and feel well. You're missing it. No, you're not missing it. You're activating it. Activation is taking place. And I pray. I pray over these Christians. I pray over the answers. I pray over everything. It's led by the Spirit, not random pushing and random thinking. God is speaking to you, and it's 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 important for a purpose. Okay. So I asked a couple of you. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> so let me ask you. So what what do you feel? Anyone? So you feel red flag. Huh? Anyone else? Plot. Red flag. Red flag. Red and black. Red, blue, and green. Okay, Melissa. Death. Ukraine. Sorry? Ukraine. Sorry? Romania. <laughs> yeah, so names of places. I like the flags, but I don't know all the flags. <laughs> so if you have some names of places. What is that? What is that flag? Can you look it up? Google it. Somalia. Very nice. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Sorry? Ukraine. England. Italy. South Africa, Namibia. I don't know what flag you're looking at. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, so I want you to, to push yourself. So, those of you that got a name, I want you to search the flag. Those of you that got a flag, search the name. So, look at the names. Now, there was a lot of red. How many of you here got red? Okay. There was a lot of white. How many of you got white? Okay. <laughs> what, what, what color is the flag? Red. Red, okay. red and white. Red and white. Red and white. So, I can tell you, I can tell you that these two colors are very important, red and white. This is the two colors of human life. Red and white. Red and white. The two colors. Red and white. Okay. What's that? What's that flag? Yeah, okay. Okay. Huh? Sorry? Canada. Okay, I just told you about that. It's your three-week flag. Yeah? No, 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 it's God. No, it's God. We have to, there's deep connection. I come, we came from Canada. So listen what the Lord said. Listen to what the Lord said to me. I went to Canada. I, I went to Canada. 
And then as I flew from Canada to America, when I came to America, God's saying, I'm sending you to another nation for the same colors as Canada, red and white. It's the same. It's not Canada, but it's those colors. Significance between them. You know, God has to use something. I don't know all the flags that can go. I'm limited to that. But he has to use something that I don't understand, but he shows me white. This is what white is. So there is a couple of nations that have those things on. Now, what do I do with it? What is my response? I write down those places. Japan. I write down all these places. Then when the invitation comes, when the invitation comes, I know it's from God. I'm prepared for it. I'm ready. When it comes, I can respond. I can go. What is yours? Ben, Mike. Show me the flag. I cannot think. Red and white. Namibia is flag. And I get it. Red and white. Namibia. Another flag. What's that? Look at that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Look at that. Turkey. <laughs> Where did you get that, sir? You must be a prophet. Where did you get it? How, did it, how come it's so easy for you? Just pop. It's there. The flow is there. You have that flow. And through these exercises, I want you to recognize and see God is speaking to you. He's showing you more detail than you realize. Come on. This lady is she's just a normal lady. Just normal. But she picks up 25 different things. She picks up dates. Got 25 things picked up. 25. She picks up 25 different things. How did she do that? Where did she get that from? She just has never met my mother. She doesn't know anything. How did, where does she pick it? Where does she get that detail from? And I, I mean, it is detail, 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 detail. Amazing. We have access to these things around us. We have access to all of that. And we have to learn this language. We have developed this language. I believe this is the meaning of prayer. Ask questions, develop it, move it on. You start to learn and see that there's so much more that's in connected to that. God is trying to get an anchor point, just an open place. And when it gets that point, it's it's so much more connected to it. So don't just look at at the first glance. Now, let me push you a little bit more. You've got now, you gave me the nation. You gave me the nation. You gave me the nation. I want the year now. Ben, so the year, just the year. What is the year for that nation? So you have, you got the place that I have to go to. What is the year? What year is God opening up that flag? When prophet speaks, they feel it. What year is it? Twenty-two. Twenty-twenty. speak it now listen to me now until you speak it nothing is going to happen nothing's going to happen so i don't want you to think it i want you to speak it i want you to say it i want you to release it because as you're releasing it you're opening up those nations for me in that year <laughs> speak it i want to hear you speak it what year what year is god saying 
Now listen, you're not saying this. It's God that's speaking through you. There's power in your words. There's your words. This, this year is weighty. There's weight behind it. There's provision around it. There's resources behind it. You know, there's favor <laughs> that's around it when you speak that year, when you say that year. Now, again, I want you to say the year. What year? Speak it, speak it, say it. Did you say it? Did you say 2019 prophetically? Say it. Say it. When you say 2019, when prophets speak, not when they are quiet, when they speak, speak it with faith. Listen, the enemy wants to silence you. He doesn't want you to speak it. So the word comes, and then immediately, boom, you feel something. What if I'm wrong? What if it's not? What if it, you have to speak it. You have to say it with deadline. When you speak it, the power comes through you. Amen? Did you learn something today? <laughs> if we had time, you know, you will be surprised with the supernatural things that will start to happen. If we push a little bit deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, you'll be amazed at the accuracy <laughs> of things that you'll start to pick up. But we, we, you know, it's this environment. We're sitting in this environment. And within this environment, you know, the, it's the water starts to flow. Blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> when someone, it's amazing, there is a, it's like a door. When someone opens it, everyone has access to it. With, when one of you push through, then something starts to open. And suddenly it comes. The colors, the names, the detail, the pastor's blah, 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 blah. But someone pushed through. Someone stepped out. Someone said the day. Someone asked a question. Someone was ready to, you know, to put themselves on the spot and not care about what the people say about them or what, you know, what's this guy? What's happening here? There's more detail. Amen? Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to be with you back tonight and then to continue in the ministry tonight. It's been a blessing to be with you. Thank you. Come on, that was really, really powerful. I, I think we really have some, some uh, opportunity to learn this language, right? To step into it. I would encourage you to write, write the things down that you're getting from God. I mean, even, even as you're answering questions and if you had written them down, that's sort of like a, a measuring stick to go back and look at and say, wow, I had this date or I had this place. And in life, as we're hearing from God, documenting this stuff and then being able to go back and see I was, on, I was right on or I missed it, it's very helpful for us to hone our ability to hear from God and clarify that. So that's so powerful. Tonight is going to be absolutely amazing. Bring your mother, your friends, your neighbors. It's going to be amazing. So um, right now, find someone, take them to lunch. And then go home and get some rest, and we'll be meeting again tonight at 7. For the School of Ministry, if you're a current student, we're meeting at my house, my wife's house, actually, at 3 p.m., okay? If you're a current student, this is for you and you only. We're meeting at my house, my wife's house, actually, 3 p.m., and Andre is going to minister to the School of Ministry students.